Hi, welcome to Bisexual Real Talk. My name is Alex Anders and I am a best-selling bisexual romance author and one of the creators of Fluid Style Co., a clothing company created for bisexuals. Bisexual Real Talk is a show where each week I talk about the latest developments, studies, and strides made by the bisexual community. Sometimes I'll talk about what's going right, other times I'll talk about what's going wrong. But always you'll feel empowered and like you found the place where you belong. And if this podcast ever sounds like a YouTube channel, that's because it is. You can always check out Bisexual Real Talk on YouTube and join the conversation in the comments section there. Until then, welcome to Bisexual Real Talk, and let's talk about bisexuality. Hi! Happy Bisexual Awareness Week, everyone! For those of you who aren't aware, this is Bi Awareness Week, which is, you know, a great excuse for outlets that don't usually talk about bisexuality to talk about bisexuality. And interestingly enough, after this video, I am heading to the first ever anywhere Bi Pride celebration. So I'm very excited to see what that's like and to hopefully have a video about that next week for you guys. But this week's video is about the movie Colette. And I'm gonna talk about it as soon as I mention this, video, this week's video is sponsored by my book, Island Candy, which was a bestseller in English and German and French, and is about a woman who, because of the love that she had for a guy, comes into her own and becomes someone fantastic. I'll talk more about it at the end of the video, but I thought that was a great book because that kind of parallels the movie that we'll be talking about, Colette. So what I'm gonna do is first, I'm gonna give you a brief um, synopsis of what the book, what the movie's about. And then I'm gonna talk about it in a non-spoilery way and then talk about it in a spoilery way. So what is this movie about? This movie is about the, the real life person, Colette, and it's played by Karen Knightley. So Colette, uh, it starts out when she is about, I think she's about 17, 18 years old. She is a country girl um, in France and she has no dowry. Luckily, there's a man who was army buddies with her father who comes to the house, sees her, they fall in love. He marries her, takes her to Paris, and then they live their life in Paris. And the movie is about the challenges that she has being a woman in Paris in 1893, 5, 18, the 1900s, and about her and her burgeoning talent and her burgeoning bisexuality. So that is what the movie is about. Now, I'm going to go more into this movie in the spoilery part of the review, but let's first, I want to give you an impression of what it's like so you can make a decision whether you're going to see it first. So, technically speaking, the movie is um, okay. That's all I can say. The acting is good. I mean, certainly Karen Knightley does a great job performing her character, and so do the other actors in the movie. That's fine. The directing, though, I got to say, it has its flaws. I mean, it looks good enough. Like, it doesn't look bad. It's not going to, like, draw it, pull you out of the movie. But there are some flaws that I see as a filmmaker that, I mean, it's the kind of took it out from me. But I don't think the normal person, the average person, the non-filmmaker would, would pick up on it. Also, uh, story-wise, there's some real flaws for this for this movie. Now, is it, like, really massive flaws that will pull you out of the movie? 
No, I think it's flaws that are kind of common in biopics. But again, I'll talk more about that in the spoilery part of this review. So the movie itself, it's it's okay. Um, if you want to see a movie about, you know, a woman in the 1890s coming into her own, like she became a very famous person. She is known throughout France for her books. Uh, and if you want to see how a woman fights adversity in the 1800s and then becomes someone who is admired for, you know, almost 100 years, this is a movie that you should see. Even though there are some flaws in the storytelling. Now, from a bisexual standpoint, is this a good movie? Yes. From a bisexual standpoint, this is a movie that is worth seeing. It portrays uh, Karen Knightley in, to be a, a strong woman, a woman who is unapologetic about her attractions to other women, a woman who, uh, once she discovers her attractions to women, doesn't suddenly like say that she no longer likes men, it's, it's a great portrayal of a bisexual woman, especially one in a time when such things were not accepted. So in recap, as a movie, it's, it's kind of mediocre. Um, as a representation of bisexuality, and even uh, from a feminist standpoint, yes, good. So if that's the type of stuff that makes you want to see a movie, uh, just a great representation of bisexuality and feminism, then this is the movie for you. If you're a person who just likes movies and you don't particularly love biopics, but you like good movies, then you know what? It's pretty mediocre. You could take it or leave it. So that is my review of this movie. I'm going to go into much more details now, because honestly, I had some real problems with this movie. Um, but they're my personal problems, and I'm going to get into them to, to see what you also think about it. Okay, so that's the end of your warning. Now, what did I really think about this movie? I had real problems with this movie. Now, don't get me wrong. It's still, I think, a mediocre movie that if you like biopics and a lot of stuff, you should see. But from my standpoint, massive massive problems and and the biggest problem that I have is with the storytelling which it's a it's the writer director so it's the problem with the director and problem with the writer same person and then it is that look there have been really great biopics about uh people who were not straight you know the the stories that come to mind very quickly are the imitation game um where you know there's a guy who he's a code breaker and it's the middle of World War II and they're trying to break the German code. And also he happens to be homosexual and he has to hide that unless risk getting castrated. High stakes, right? High stakes, enjoyable movie, very well done. And another movie that pops to mind is The Danish Girl, where, you know, there's a guy, maybe he's like, it's not life and death, but it's about a character who discovers who he, she is, and then ultimately decides that, that they cannot live their life without being who they truly are, so much so that they risk their life to become who they are. These are high stakes, right? Exactly. And, that's, and the reason why these movies are good is because A, lots of conflict, B, high stakes, and C, a very clear journey. Well, Colette, 
has none of that. It, it seems to just be, it seems to fall in the trap that a lot of biopics do, which is, let me just present the person's life. There it is. There's her life. Okay. Well, I mean, yeah, there was some interesting aspects to her life. So I sat in the movie theater going, yeah, that, I mean, that was interesting. That was interesting. But it doesn't do what a movie is supposed to do, which is take you on a journey. And there's so many journeys that they could have taken us on on this movie. From, you know, her having feelings for girls in the beginning of the movie and then ending the movie with her complete embrace of her bisexuality or her feeling trapped as a woman in the 1890s to her complete freedom as she's gotten older or, or her wanting to express herself as an artist and then having a... a husband that takes credit for her work and then her being able to take credit for her own work like there are so many journeys that that the director and the writer could have created for the story and taken us on but they didn't they didn't and then finally the end of the movie where uh, where Kira knightley's character um makes a big speech it's it's hollow because there was no overlying conflict that that we followed her through and then finally, you know, realized at the end that she can accomplish it or she didn't accomplish it. It was just, there's a, there's struggle. And then two minutes later, it's solved. And, oh, this is a problem. And then two minutes later, it's solved and, and all that stuff. So yeah, there was no journey. There was no struggle, conflict. There was just nothing. It was just kind of like, this is what their life was. Here it is. Now, a second problem I have with this movie, and this is this is a problem that kind of stems, I guess, mostly from me being an author and knowing this. So, the movie is kind of portrayed, like at least in the marketing, as this is a movie about a woman whose husband took credit for her books, which implied is the injustice of it. How dare this guy take credit for her art? Unfair. Okay, now, yes, if you just hear that, yeah, that's horrible, that's unfair. But if you watch the movie, and this is part of the problem of the director, which is she didn't, he, or the director didn't set the husband up as a bad guy. Now, in real life, he wasn't a bad guy, so the director didn't want to portray him as a bad guy when he wasn't. But at the same time, you know, movies tend to like to have bad guys. Like in the imitation game, it was society um, who fought against, you know, his homosexuality. Or in the Danish girl, it's society who fought against his, her uh, desire to be another gender. Society just doesn't seem to be a problem in this movie. So anyway, so it sets up the movie as this like injustice sort of thing. And then you watch the movie and you kind of feel like the director is kind of hinting at the injustice that's going on. But as an, as an author, I can tell you this. Willie was as much of a genius as Colette was. His genius was just different. His genius was marketing. So think of Willie, her husband, being like, James Patterson. Like James Patterson is the most successful author today. He produces a ton of books a year. 
And you have to ask yourself, how is James Patterson able to produce so many books in a year? It is because James Patterson has other people write his books. Now, do they just, does he just say, okay, come up with an idea, let me stick my name on and, and just call it that? No. What he does is he comes up with ideas, he hires a ghostwriter, the ghostwriter writes it, and then he does an editing pass on it, and then he releases it as a James Patterson book. This is what Willie did back in the 1890s. He came up with ideas, he had ghostwriters, he had the ghostwriters write those books, and then um, he published it under his Willie brand. So it was a Willie book, and he referred to them as Willie books. So he did back, he did back in 1890s what James Patterson is doing today. The difference is that with all these other ghostwriters, he was barely making a living. Like he was barely, it was, he was more than barely making a living. He was not making enough to live the lavish lifestyle that he and his wife were enjoying. So they needed to come up with another way of writing books. And it so happened that um, Colette was showing signs as a, as a good writer. She was writing letters. And he said, why don't you write that story you told me about when you were in your childhood? And she does. And as every first writer does, it's not good. It's just not a good story. And only out of desperation because they really needed money that he go back and look at it and he edited it into something that became a bestseller. So where is the injustice here? Like it's with the ghost writers, he would pay them 400 francs for writing an entire novel, right? For Colette, she got half of everything he made. So she was able to live a, li a very lavish lifestyle because of the book she wrote. Now, she's a woman in the 1890s. If she published the book as herself, they would not make nearly as much money. And on top of that, Willie was a marketing genius. He took this book and turned it into a phenomena. He turned it into a play. Um, he had this idea of like making the look of the actress in the play a look a trending look so that all little girls wanted to look like her. Like this was his idea. The movie portrays this as his idea. And you know what? It's genius. I mean, it's, it's literally genius. So he took her idea, honed it into something that was very marketable and turned it into, you know, a lot, a lot of money under his brand. And then she got everything that she could from it except for credit for writing it. I mean, yes, it's not great for artists when other people, you know, take credit for their work, but this is the deal. This happens even today. Kylie Jenner and Kendall Jenner wrote a book. Yeah, they wrote a book. They didn't write the book. They had a ghostwriter. They told them what they wanted to, a ghostwriter what they wanted to write, and then they wrote it, and then that's it. This is what happens in the whole authoring industry. So the idea that this is just just and unfair is like hollow. It's extremely hollow. So I had a problem with from that aspect. So there are a number of things in this movie that I had an extreme problem with that I just had to push aside. But on to, even with all that stuff, I mean, it was interesting. It was interesting to watch fine but honestly it's not very well constructed as a movie so if you you know just want an interesting story because you know you need a movie to watch or 
because it's on you know streaming and you heard about it and you heard this bisexuality and a good representation of bisexuality then check it out but honestly the movie has some serious flaws that's my review um i hope you liked it and if you want to read a movie that i think or a movie a story that i think works as this sort of thing where there's a girl who's plucked out of obscurity sort of thing. And then because of the person that she loves, she becomes someone, she becomes everything that she could be. Then check out my bestseller, Island Candy. Uh, it is about a woman who escapes her life by visiting the Bahamas and then meets some really hot guys, one of which is an artist, the other of which is a billionaire and they go on an adventure and fall in love they have challenges and ultimately it's a very romantic very very sexy story about bisexual romance so if you'd like to support the channel you can go and check that out it's only 99 cents when you get it um, on amazon you'll get a, a ton of other books along with it that you can enjoy um but if you'd also like to um support the channel you can Check out my t-shirts on Amazon um, for Bisexual Awareness Week and my pins, also my, my pop sockets, which again, I love this so much. <laughs> um, or you can check out my other romances, all of which are available on Amazon for 99 cents. If you would like to support this podcast or just pick up some really cool bisexual merchandise, you can check out my bisexual romances on Amazon. I write under the pen name A. Anders. You can check out my bisexual t-shirts on Amazon by searching for the company Bisexual Real Talk, and you can go to Fluid Style Co.'s website at www.fluidstyleco.com. There you'll find plaid flannels for women and plaid dress shirts for men, all in the pride flag colors, specifically the bisexual, queer, asexual and sexually fluid flag colors. Please support the channel and check it out. Until the next podcast, stay cooler, my bisexual friend. Stay cooler. Bye.